Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. It makes the Starseed Kitchen podcast possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and more just like I do with the Starseed Kitchen podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And be sure to like this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast and subscribe. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Jill McLaughlin is a nutrition consultant and the customer experience manager for Just Food for Dogs in Costa Mesa, California. She is a former teacher and has long been a volunteer with the Basset Hound Rescue of Southern California. She has always been very passionate about nutrition and in in turn, dog nutrition, always cooking for her own dogs. Jill discovered Just Food for Dogs as a customer and loved everything about the company that she wanted to be a part of the team. She is passionate about teaching dog parents the importance of quality food for dogs and how it is just as important as it is for humans. Just Food for Dogs was founded by Sean Buckley. When he discovered what was legally allowed to be in dog food, he was shocked and angry. He found not just misleading labels, dangerous chemical preservatives, and low quality ingredients, but an entirely unself-regulated industry, one that is very broken. He began cooking for his own dogs and saw an immediate difference. So did the neighbors, and soon he was feeding their dogs as well. Sean knew that this was a better way, and he assembled a team of veterinarians and specialists to develop healthy, nutritional, balanced meals, and in 2010, launched the first ever Kitchen for Dogs, making fresh food out in the open for all to see. Ever since, he has made the mission at Just Food for Dogs to improve the length and quality of life for as many pets as possible through real food and nutrition. So Jill, thank you so much for joining me on the Starseed Kitchen podcast and chatting with me about food for dogs. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. So what I love to talk about as a health supportive chef, 
um, with the Starseed Kitchen podcast is all the different modalities of wellness for ourselves, but also for everything around us. And when we think about our pets, you know, our family, um, what they're consuming and how healthy and good they feel affects us. And so I find, you know, pet and dog nutrition fascinating and wanted to share with more people um, what Just Food for Dogs is doing. So can you tell people a little bit more about what you do for Just Food for Dogs? Yes, um, I'm a, nu- sorry, a nutrition consultant and um, currently the experience manager at our Costa Mesa kitchen. Um, I started four years ago. Um, we train all of our um, nutrition consultants, they go through a training process. Um, and we are vet backed. We have a lot of veterinarians on staff and it's, um, a training for, um, us to help educate and share what we've learned and our passion for food nutrition and for our dogs with other pet parents. So when somebody gets a new pet, um, no Uh matter the breed, how do people figure out how to optimally feed their pet? Often it's a conversation with their vet. um, And what we do at Just Food for Dogs, we use whole human food. It is nutritionally balanced. It is proven healthy. It went through a year-long feeding trial. And all dogs eating um, whole food in that year-long feeding trial had a boost to their immune system. It's, it's definitely a healthier way to go for pets. Yeah. Um, so what are foods that dogs can and cannot eat? So uh, human, most human foods are safe for dogs. When you're looking at proteins, vegetables, grains, um, those are great things for all dogs to have. Um, the, this idea that um, certain grains and certain foods aren't good for them, but really what we're eating and what we're putting into our own bodies is just as good for them. Um, We have a variety of recipes that have vegetables, proteins, and um, beef, potatoes, green beans, rice, uh, brown rice, white rice, all of those things are proven to be healthier for dogs. Um, there are definitely some dog, some foods that dogs should not be eating, toxic foods, yeah. chocolate, grapes, raisins, um, those things, but also fattier foods, highly seasoned foods, just like for us, if we eat them, we're going to feel pretty terrible. And for dogs, um, it's going to be, make a difference on their lives too. And what about their garlic and chocolate, I mean, garlic and onions? Garlic and onions also are on the do not feed list um, for dogs, um, toxicity and. um, And I know there's so many like great ways to feed your dogs healthy snacks that are just real mm -hmm. food, like carrots, blueberries, cucumber, you know, like really good quality coconut oil on your hand is great for them and great for their, their, their hair. Um, yeah. what other like whole food snacks can people give their pets? Yeah. Uh, fresh fruits and vegetables, apples, broccoli, mm. cauliflower, zucchini, um, all of those fresh vegetables, um, are great for dogs, uh, strawberries, melon, um, in smaller quantities. Definitely. I wouldn't give a dog a whole banana, but to have a slice or two, it's a great healthy snack for them. Yeah, because if dogs weren't eating the type of real whole foods that we're eating, what would they be eating? Right. Yeah. Well, traditionally and and what's marketed very well is kibble for dogs. 
And you know, that it's, those are, that's coming from foods that aren't fit for human consumption, Mm -hmm. foods that are um, additives, filled with additives, preservatives, chemicals you touched on in your introduction, um, spoiled foods, foods not properly stored, um, anything that humans can't eat go to what's called feed grade. And that is then cooked at high temperatures and extruded extruded into a kibble that is marketed very well for pet parents that looks attractive. And unfortunately, there's a lot of a lot of lies in, in all of what's actually in that kibble. You know, the commercials that you see of all these fruits and vegetables, it's 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 not what's in there. And you know, unfortunately for our dogs, eating this over time, they all have weakened immune systems, digestive issues. Um, It seems like a lot of them end up having oral health problems because they're having to chew this dry, hard product over and over again, three times a day. And I've, I've known a lot of people who have had pets that just stop eating simply because they, they can't chew. Yeah. And a a lot of pet parents, when they come to us and the big myth is that, well, kibble is great for their teeth. It helps, you know, crunch their teeth. It helps break down tartar and plaque when really it doesn't, it does the opposite. It's the same idea of us. If we were to gnaw on a carrot, that that would brush our teeth. It it doesn't. And the kibble gets into the teeth and sits there and it, and it builds up plaque. It builds up, um, deteriorates and, and, and yeah, it's, it's also, everything we put into our bodies, like with dogs, what sits in the belly coming back up those, those toxins and, and um, kind of rotting out from the inside. So that for that math, for the mouth rather. Well, when I see all that dry food, I think if someone was to feed me granola three, three meals a day with Mm. just a cup of water on the side, how that would make my mouth feel. And then my Mm. whole body over time. Um, and cause it's, it's dry, it's harsh. It, you know, hurts the inside of your mouth. So I can only imagine what that must be doing to a dog versus if you feed a dog moist, fresh food, um, mm-hmm. that's full of, of moisture and wetness, how much better that'll be on their oral health and their whole digestive system moving through their body. Exactly. It's exactly. kind of just like a human, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it is, it really is, you know, uh, on smaller scale you yeah. know, with their bodies and their stomachs, but yeah. And then the imagine, you know, the, also that image of free feeding kibble all day long and their bellies just being full of all of this dry sawdust type material, just sitting in their yeah. stomachs. That's really interesting. Yeah. Where did the concept of you just leave food out all day for a dog to stop by whenever he wants to eat versus actually feeding a dog? Like when did that transition kind of happen or that it's, it's almost like, it's not maybe a transition. It's just, I feel like it's what everyone started to be told what, of what to do. Yeah. Well, and, and that this shelf stability of kibble that it can sit out all day long and it, the convenience factor of you have a busy life and you put it out and the dog will take care of himself while you're at work or running errands or being busy in your own day, um, that the dog will eat when he's hungry. Um, interesting idea. And so what's the concept at just food for dogs? We recommend two feedings a day, three for growing puppies. Um, just like us, if I only ate once a day by the time I hit 20 hour, 20 hour, 23, I would feel nauseous. Um, so breaking that up into two meals a day is definitely more helpful for a dog, just like it is for us to eat multiple meals a day. Got it. And do they eat, how do you schedule the two hours? 
in a day. The, the, two, the two meals. Feedings. Yeah, the, the, the two feedings. Um, a morning and nighttime. Some people, you know, most people six and six or, or whatever works for their schedules. Every, everyone's working. So before work, you know, at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, approximately 12 hours apart, 10 to 12 so hours. When you and I were chatting earlier, you had mentioned um, IBD and it's that mm-hmm. how common it is in dogs. What mm-hmm. is IBD? Uh, IBD is inflammatory bowel disease. Okay. And while there's no known um, what it, exactly it can be, there are a lot of causes and a lot of aggra- aggravations and irritants. Um, it's chronic inflammation. Okay. Of, of the intestines. Um, another very common thing for dogs these days is pancreatitis, also mm-hmm. caused by high fatty, salty foods. Um, daily, I have pet parents come to me saying, you know, he needs low fat. He had, you know, he's got chronic pancreatitis. He's had multiple flare-ups. Um, and so simply switching to something like our fish and sweet potato recipe, which is low fat, it's a lean protein, um, wild white cod with sweet potatoes, green beans, russet potatoes, and broccoli. How amazing does that sound, right? <laughs> and, um, and just how much better dogs feel um, when they're eating something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very common these days. Again, going back to this kibble or, or other companies that, you know, higher fats, ingredients that aren't recognized and it just aggravates the systems, the the digestive systems of dogs. Hi, I'm chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high-vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on StarseedKitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. Have you heard anything that about whether or not these health issues in dogs are increasing and becoming more common? Because now there's been so many generations of dogs that have been fed a poor quality diet that Mm -hmm. it's like each generation after is suffering further and further from degeneration because of what their parents or grandparents consumed? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we're seeing, I'm seeing pet parents come in with much younger dogs having these problems, not an older dog that's been, you know, eating something for so many years, but, but just digestive issues at a year old. Um, And, and yeah, that's just very sad. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think there'll be a movement of people trying to find puppies from, from dogs who ate a whole foods diet, you know, because they're trying to find a puppy or a dog that's going to have a better quality health out the gate. Yeah, that would be wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. You know, for, for, I mean, we're seeing dogs living longer um, with whole nutrition and, and that, yeah, definitely would be something um, 
you know, the, the whole food movement has, has grown in the past few years and more people are more aware of it, uh, more aware of what they're feeding their dogs uh, and, and the ingredients. You know, years ago, we had the pet food recalls of finding things in food and yeah. people are becoming more aware of what's in the food and what they're feeding, um, reading labels just that, as they do for themselves. So now what type of dog do you have at home? I have a basset hound. I thought so. And yeah. what, is, what does your basset hound like to eat for his yeah, meals he, a day? His meals. He is a fish and sweet potato uh, lover. Um, we, ha- I, I used to cook um, a variety of foods. I would always stay very lean. He did seem to have a sensitive stomach um, and I would cook very lean proteins for him okay. and whole grains. Um, but this, yeah, our fish and sweet potato seems to be the best for him. He also suffers from many allergies um, as many dogs do these days, uh, environmental and other food allergies. So yeah, the fish and sweet yeah. potato is the best recipe for him. That is his favorite, along with a few slices of my morning banana. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) If, if somebody wanted, like if someone was listening to this podcast and they decided, you know what, you know, tonight I want to give my, my dog real food. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't have anything special in the house or, you know, I don't necessarily have a just food for dogs around the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd love to make something for my dog tonight, whether it's a little Mm -hmm. ground beef or a little rice or my extra steamed Mm -hmm. vegetables what mm-hmm. would you suggest someone could put together um, or prepare for the first time that they want to make their dog food on their own? Yeah, I, I would say sticking to something um, leaner. Um, mo- most dogs um, do really well with that. Something like a, a lean fish or a lean chicken, a whole grain, like you say, a white rice or, or brown rice. Um, although one of our most popular recipes has whole wheat macaroni in it. It's our ground turkey and whole wheat macaroni. So again, keeping um, away from higher fats, seasonings, you want to eliminate because those can be um, very damaging to dogs, but uh, um, fresh vegetables, as you mentioned, steamed vegetables would be a great option just to give them something gentle because when you're switching a dog from, if they're traditionally eating something like a kibble to switch to that whole food, anytime you change a dog's food can be very upsetting to their stomach and their system. So we, I would recommend to do something slowly. So if you were going to cook a little something to add it along with what they are currently feeding, um, whether you're adding a little bit of ground turkey or a little bit of rice to that, um, just because you want to protect their digestive tract. Otherwise, if you change it too quickly, they will have upset stomach. They will have a looser stool. Um, That's a great usually, yeah, yeah, usually usually 12 to 14 days is going to be the best slow process for a switchover, gradually decreasing um, what they're eating, currently eating to the whole food. Got it. So you start by preparing a little food at home or picking up something from just food for dogs, okay. mixing it with the kibble and then doing that every day for a, about a solid two to three weeks. It's yeah, two, about two weeks usually okay. depending, you know, depending on your dog's system. Um, it can go a little faster, might need to go a little slower. I always tell people um, to keep an eye on the stool because that it's go- that's going to tell them how the dog is digesting it. If it's looser, slow it down. Um, otherwise, um, you can continue on. And you're going to have a happier dog that's cleaning their bowl, that feels great, that has more energy. Yeah. Um, often, I, I get pet parents telling me that 
they have an 11 or 12 year old dog and oh, she was doing okay. But once we've switched to whole food, she's like a puppy again. She has more energy. She has a shinier coat. She feels great. So there is definitely a noticeable difference. How often do you get feedback from the customers that are coming into your Costa Mesa kitchen? Oh, daily, daily. It's it's whether it's whether they're calling to place an order and we're just checking into saying, you know, how how is Rocky doing today? Or if they're coming in and just buying a refill, it's it's daily. Um, Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, that must feel so good to know that you're supporting these, these animals lives, but also, um, you know, the pet parents, how have you noticed the pet parents change with their dogs getting healthier? They're happier. Uh, They're not as stressed. They're not going, they're not rushing to the vet all the time. The dog is overall healthier. They're they're You know, there's not the stress of my dog's not eating. My dog's not feeling well. And, and they're just overall happier and health. And I think healthier because for so many pet parents, we have our dogs and, you know, we're a comfort to each other. We, we um, support each other, you know, and that, that joy, that connection. And and if our dog isn't feeling well, we then worry. Yeah. They're family. So we have a family member who's unwell. And, and so that definitely is a change for them. That's so wonderful. And because that's, you're all in one household. So everyone's health is important. And everyone's well-being yeah. is important. Um, and so often it starts with food and what we put in our body and what we put on our body. And so if we're doing that for us, we should be doing it for you know, our friends as well that, that don't have as much of a, a choice, um, or option over what it's getting to consume. Exactly. Exactly. What are some of the common questions, uh, people have when they come in and chat with you for the first time and they're looking to change their dog's diet? Um, common questions. Um, they want variety. A lot of times they want to know, you know, well, can I change it up? Um, which you can definitely once a dog is transitioned onto whole food, they can definitely create the variety, assuming they don't have any other extending health conditions, um, that they need to consider. But for your average, healthy, happy dog, um, we have six different daily diets for them to try for, for that variety. Um, some dogs do get very picky. Um, so that variety is important for a lot of people. Yeah. And how do you decide how much whole foods to give them? So we feed just like for ourselves, we want to stay a certain weight. We feed a calorie content for the desired weight. Um, and then we, we, a nutrition consultant um, can help break that down, but we do have guides on our website uh, in terms of feeding a feeding calculator. Got it. Um, so if people wanted to learn about just food for dogs or see and get some like whole foods inspiration. So to better mm-hmm. understand like the different options that they could put on their mm-hmm. dog's plate, where could they go to learn more about that from just food for dogs? Yeah. Well, in Southern California, we have five kitchens. They're all open to the public for people to come in, bring your pets, bring your dogs, come see us cook. It's amazing to, to watch, to cook, to be able to have a taste if they want. Um, so like I said, we have five kitchens in Southern California, and then um, we have many across the United States, and um, those all can be found on our website, justfoodfordogs.com. 
And on the website, it goes through all of our different recipes, our do-it-yourself options. If you wanted to cook, we give you the recipe and then you can balance that out with the nutrient blend as well. Oh yeah. Are there other things that you can pick up at Just Food for Dogs besides the fresh food? So besides the fresh food, yeah, we have our do-it-yourself kits. We have healthy snack options, um, pumpkin treats, supplements to help support the system. Some dogs need that daily probiotic. Some aging dogs need some joint care. Um, so we do have a line of supplements as well. Well, thank you. Well, I always love to share with my listeners um, at the end of a podcast a healthy tip that they can consider adding into their life to improve their well-being. Do you have one that you can share with our listeners today for themselves or for their pet? I would just say to, to focus and to know what you're eating, know what you're putting into your body because it makes a difference 100%. Absolutely. Well, Jill, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so grateful we were able to chat and um, I think you really empowered people to start you know, learning how to prepare food for their own pet. Um, and that it's really something that they can easily do for themselves when they're preparing their own whole foods. So thank you for sharing your insight. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseekitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.